Welcome to Two Bees in a Podcast with downtown Donna Brown and Brooke Westcar. What? Hey, Chiquita, how are you? I never tell you you're my hero. hero. I could sing the whole I'm doing song. great. How are you? I'm good. Me uh, this January, man, I saw a meme the other day. It was like, today is January the, and it was like putting a date, except for they just hit all of the numbers because January feels like it's lasted, you know, 4,723,000 days. Um, so I'm just ready. It's a long to, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ready to be done with January. Yep. Me too. So um, tomorrow, Miranda's having um, her wisdom teeth extracted. <gasps> so um, that starts at 930 in the morning. And um, I'm not going to lie. I went ahead and warned her because I love watching those videos that parents take <laughs> of their kids. <laughs> where they're coming out of it you know what I mean like they're coming out of the sedations and stuff like that and like the last one I, I watched was so funny is where the girl is um talking about Ellen oh yeah I saw that one yeah yeah she had her wisdom teeth extracted and so of course she's coming out of the good stuff and she was like upset because um she missed Ellen or something and it was just like it was so funny um, but yeah, Marina has that tomorrow and, um, yeah, I already told her I'm going to video and, uh, if it's really good stuff, I'm going to post it to our two bees in a podcast YouTube channel mm-hmm. and, uh, we, we've got to get some more stuff out there, Brooke. Um, yeah. And one of those things, yeah, yeah. And one of those, one of the things too is, um, you and I are going to tour, the Women's Center of Jacksonville on Saturday, um, which I am super excited about doing. I am too. It's I'm. Uh, it's going to be really cool and uh, really informative, and I'm excited to come back on the microphone here and uh, let our listeners know about it. Um, and I'm sure they'll give us lots of information because there are safe houses all over, not just in Jacksonville. So I'm sure. Um, I've actually been to one, not inside, but um, to take a person there and pick a person up from there, um, uh, from a horrible situation. It was a woman I really barely knew, but I was um, working with her at Dick's Wings years ago, and um, she, I I don't even know if she knew she could trust me. I think she just didn't have any options and really hoped she could. And I was like, okay, I drop what I'm doing and let's, let's do it. What, what do we got to do? What, you know, I'll, I'll help you in any, uh, out of any situation I can. Um, it was just a really interesting experience, one that I won't forget. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to tell us about how it works and, Mm -hmm. uh, all of that. I'm pretty, I mean, excited is a strange word to say, I guess, but I am excited. Yeah, and and I haven't really talked about it, um, you know, our first few uh, episodes, uh, our first three episodes of the year, but my goal, my personal, you know, everybody has that resolution, you know, for the new year that, you know, of course, they're going to join the gym, and they're going to lose weight, and they're going to do all this, but mine this year um, actually is um, giving back, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, as everybody knows for years, I've always DJed and things like that. And so now because I have this uh, equipment and these things, um, I, I want to donate my services to any organization that wants to have a fundraiser or, you know, if, think i'm actually going to do their celebrity uh kickball game oh wow yep and so when we go there i mean we're going to talk with Teresa, who we uh, had on back in december um that's one of the things i think that they're going to let me know the date of that so that should be fun and i would love for you and reigns and amanda and the kids us go all go out there and support that event but that's that's my new year's resolution this year i want to give back that's a really great resolution. And I'm actually, keep me posted on the date of the kickball thing. Um, and uh, as I uh, live and breathe, we will not let Reigns play kickball because the last <laughs> game of dodgeball he played is going to cost me uh, before insurance probably forty to $50,000. So kickball <laughs> off the table. Um, but we will watch and we will dance mm-hmm. to your music. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, you know, the whole subject around the Women's Center of Jacksonville and everything that they do for women. And there's organizations in, in um, some of the major cities close to you and maybe even some of the smaller towns. Um, not, you know, I don't know what everybody has, but um, the reason we are actually going to uh, uh, put on the episode with Missouri, um, my youngest goddaughter and your sister mm-hmm. um, regarding, you know, um, some things that she went through and it actually is the, our most listened to episode. Um, you know, I think because it just really probably does hit very close to home for a lot of people. And, uh, and Missouri was so brave to share the, the information, you know, what she's been through. And, uh, mm-hmm. I actually would love to have a little pumpkin back cause I love her to death anyway, but, um, just to follow up to see, you know, how she's doing a touch base and yeah, the girls, the girls rocking it out too, Brooke. I mean, oh, she's with college it. and going full time and all kinds of stuff. So, um, she's making yeah. me so proud and it's funny, um, because I'm a nerd, um, she works in a library now. And so, um, we actually get to talk about books, which like thrills my soul in ways that I cannot explain. Um, the other day I, she had, I thought she had sent me, sent me on Snapchat, a photo of a book or something. And I had that book on my shelf. on like my to read list. And so I sent it to her and I was like, did you send me this book the other day? And she was like, Oh my God, it's so good. It's even better than this. And she named another book. And she was like, because remember you told me about that one. Yeah. It's just like that, but I think you'll like it even more. And I was like, we're like connecting to literature and each other. And I am loving every <laughs> minute of it. <laughs> Because I'm that's nerd. awesome, but yeah, she's she's doing really well, and I'm really pumped about it. Um, this is such a uh, it's unfortunately a relevant topic all the time, um, and that's why I was really proud of Missouri for being able to come out and talk about it. Um, actually, uh, today in class, I had to have um, a conversation about the word consent because it was um, in To Kill a Mockingbird that you know. Uh, there is talk of rape and um, little six-year-old scout comes home to Atticus and says, Hey, what is rape? And, you know, he has to talk about, he, he gives his lawyer definition of involving the word consent. And so we talked about it for a while and I just had to tell the kids it's so relevant. Um, 
because there are so much out there and it's it's all kinds of touching aggressive touching sexual touching just freaking touching without asking people is so strange i i always find like you know those strangers that go up to pregnant women and like just touch their bellies and like, that psh, don't know do would you put your hand on my stomach if there was not a baby in there this is a weird thing that we're well, that is happening mm-hmm. um and i just my students you know and a few of them like if, especially the girls were well, like, but um, that happens to me all the time. And I'm like, but do you want it to happen? That's the difference. Are you granting people permission? Well, I'm small, so it just sort of happens. And I'm like, that's not an excuse. Mm-mm. If you don't want those people to touch you, you tell them, no, don't touch me. And mm-hmm. I, I had one girl even say, which like broke my heart in half, which was, but what well, then they won't like me. Then they'll be mad at me. And I'm like, then we don't need those people in our lives, honey. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. If they're um, offended or they get mad, then you don't yeah. need them. And it's, and, uh, you know, these, these, uh, safe houses are so great for just to know that they're out there, um, and to know the resources they can offer, even if it's not an extreme case. And, uh, I hate that there are extreme cases, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's great. It's a good conversation. I was glad to, uh, that literature led us in a real world, uh, Mm -hmm. direction this morning and the, it just seems like it's one of those things that isn't taught. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's little things. I remember as a kid, you know, you tell your kids, and I love this, Don. I wanted to tell you this. I love this so much. That it's something that you and Amanda do. Um, a lot of parents, and this is nothing to say that anything, any parenting is wrong, but there are a lot of parents who say, you know, go give your uncle, you know, doofus a hug. And a kid might say, like, no. And they're like, go give him a hug, you know? And... To me, I understand how we, why that's happened over the years, you know, traditionally, especially in the South here, we like don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and all those things. But it warms my heart the other day when you said that Jossie sometimes has a, has trouble like touching people and interacting with people and hugging people and holding hands and you don't make her do that. And that is brilliant. That is so mm-hmm. good because you're teaching her that her right to say no actually means no. Um, and I hope that's something that if I had kids, have kids, I, I remember. And I, you know, if, you know, some days we're not wanting to be touchy with people. Some days we are, you know, and yeah. it's, uh, it's an important yeah. discussion. Yeah. We don't know their background completely. Right. I mean, even though yeah. they were so young, but, um, my dad doesn't understand. She just has a thing about with men and, and, um, you know, she'll hug and love all over my mother, but she just does a fist bump with my dad or another, you know, whatever guy it is, she'll do a fist bump and that's pretty much it. And, um, and that I'll just let that be it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't force yeah. and we don't force this. You know what I mean? We just, that's, that's her comfort zone. And why would I want her exactly. to break, you know, her comfort zone because it's something I want her to, you know what I mean? No, you know? And all the kids are like that, you know, I, of course, I, I talk to my, my boys about, you know, respecting others, you know, and, and things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, my, my boys hold the door open. I mean, it's old tradition type thing, but I mean, I'm, I'm teaching my boys to be gentlemen, um, to be compassionate, you know, I mean, they don't have a choice because they're in a house full of women, but <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, but no, that's respect. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. And I, I, I tell, tell my students this too. I'm like, it's not, a, it's, it shouldn't be a double standard. I said, um, you know, if a boy, if a, you know, a man holds the door open for me, I'm going to say thank you. 
but I, as a woman, also hold the door open for people. And, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I would expect a man to also hold the door open for the man that's about to walk through. You know, it's not, it is just Southern gentility. And I hope that um, people are still doing it, not just here in the South. Um, I, w- I was shocked uh, in New York City the first time I went. I was like, oh, people think I'm weird for holding the door open. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's different, different strokes for different folks. But, no, it's just I love that you guys don't force the issue with her because who knows what you could be trudging up when you do that, you know. Right. Um, and it's great, and it should be a topic, and I'm so excited to find out what we're going to learn on Saturday, and we'll we can report back and um let people know what yeah. what options are available for them, and like you know, I would have loved to have known that day that that woman came to me like, what do we do? I I feel like I just got on the computer and started looking like this woman needs my help and I don't know what the hell to do. You know, I, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, I'm, this is a good outlet for us to put that out there um, for women who are ready to make changes for themselves, you know? Yeah. You know, and that's why I wanted to republish it because it seems like it really is um, getting um, out there for people, you know, and, and for those that don't have a Brooke or a Donna in their life, you know what I mean? And that, um, are pretty much alone and that they don't have the parents like your parents that helped Missouri through a lot of this. Mm-hmm. They don't have anyone, you know what I mean? So I'm hoping that this helps them in some way. And, um, for our listeners, if you ever need any type of help, um, and direction on to get in touch with the women's center of Jacksonville, you know, they're all over the web, but maybe you don't have access to those types of things. Send us an email at two bees in a podcast at outlook.com. And you can find us on our social media. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're all over the place and, um, Brooke and I are very passionate about these things and, um, we want to help. You know what I mean? Of course I can't take anybody in cause I've already got 400 kids and 400 dogs <laughs> and Brooke doesn't have the room because she has a the tiny house, <laughs> but it's adorable by the way. Um, she has a stud muffin husband and two four legged babies. And so we are, but we're all open. Our hearts are always open to you and we are always willing to help. We will do anything we can. Um, we will keep it secretive. We will do, we will find you someone, something will, will help. Um, so don't feel like you're alone. Um, and something that the woman I helped years ago, something that she was dealing with was a lot of guilt um, because she had made choices in her life that she thought um, had exiled certain members of her family. So she thought they would not love or support her um, and also made her feel sort of deserving of what was happening to her. And if anyone out there is feeling in any way guilty and deserving of a bad situation that you're in no one deserves anything but love and happiness um i used to punish myself a lot emotionally and mentally um and i'm really trying to grow into a place where that doesn't happen because it doesn't matter if we make mistakes um if we learn from them that's that's what matters um Mm -hmm. and no one is deserving of being in any abusive situation um, there's nothing you have done to warrant anything that would send you looking for a place like we're going Saturday. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, enjoy this episode. Well, you know, I say enjoy, but I know, <laughs> you know, I'm such a, I'm such a moron, but anyway, 
listen to this episode. And if you know somebody that can really benefit from this episode, please share with them. And, and, um, and then, you know, all that good stuff. All right, Brooke, I can't wait to see you on Saturday. Mm-hmm. going to see you Saturday morning. All right, friends, listen to the episode and know that you have friends in these two bees. That's right. Love you, Brooke. Love you. Welcome to Two Bees in a Podcast with downtown Donna Brown, Brooke Westcar, and me, Missouri Smith. What? Killing it. I know, right? How lucky am I to have both of my goddaughters together with me? It's so exciting. I have been looking forward to, um, well, you know, anytime I get to talk to y'all or be with y'all, I'm always happy. So Us too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Missouri Smith here is Donna's goddaughter, just like me, and therefore my sister. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> so, we're happy that she's hanging out with us today. We mm-hmm. did want to let our listeners know that this show will be a little bit different um, in the sense that we're going to talk to Missouri about the usual stuff. We ask her a few questions, let you guys get to know her a little bit. But she did have something specific that she wanted to... Um, talk about maybe for the first time with people other than the two that she's talking to um (laughs) and her family uh and just so the listeners know there may be some things in there that are hard to hear this might be just a kind of trigger warning as they as the kids say um themes of sexual molestation and things like that uh later in the show and missouri is ready to share her story to see if she can be of service or help to other people who may need to know that they're not alone. And so we're going to get to that at some point. But for right now, we're just super happy she's here. And I love her. And I've been hanging mm-hmm. out with her. And we just painted half a wall in my yes. living room. And we're loving it. Shut up. Y'all painted? Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, my oh God. My God that's awesome. I got paint on the floor twice. <laughs> Only twice. It's fine. Oh, you did better than me, though. But if you see me, if I paint or do anything around the house, pressure wash, I get more water on me than I do the house. Or when I paint, I am. Everybody's like, oh, I like that color on you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's me. I immediately stuck my hand uh, in a whole bunch of paint. And I was like, yeah, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner, honestly. (laughs) I'm always covered in it. Yeah, I'm so so excited to have you, Missouri. You know, it's it's so funny is... um, and I just want to share this because, you know, I'm always so proud of this, too, <laughs> is I was there the day that both of you were born. Really? I That's was, awesome. Yes. Well, but I wasn't I wasn't in the room. Um, uh, I guess Candy is the one that called me, woke me up for a brook. And it was like four o'clock in the morning. I get to the hospital and I'm in this waiting room. I didn't know where to go. I didn't see anybody. Finally, Chris Richardson comes and gets me. He goes, girl, what are you doing down here? Come on. We're down here in the hallway. <laughs> and you were just born, Brooke. And then uh, I got to see you right after. Well, with Missouri, your mom invited me to come in the room. And I was like, holy moly. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There was nothing that was, you know, more beautiful than both of you but being there when one of you pop out oh (laughs) girl it was miraculous i have to tell you that so that's something that's very special that i have with both of you i've you know i've been there you know i've met you the day you were born and stuff so it's pretty awesome 
Yeah, that no, is pretty awesome. much. Yeah. And we've heard lots of stories about how silly you were in that <laughs> in that room while yes. Missouri was being born. Yeah, like things like push it out, push it out. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, the nurse would be beside your mom trying to get her to count and push and everything. And I'm like, this is way too serious. I think I'm about to have a heart attack. Oh my God, I'm smelling certain things. I'm like, am I having a stroke? I don't know what's going on. And uh, I was like, all right push her out, push her out, way out. And your mom would start laughing and the nurse would start laughing. She goes, okay, we have to start over again. And Sandy would look over and she's like, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Oh, every now and then when I hear this podcast, I hear mom's laugh in my laugh and I'm like, oh God, it's happened. It is. I, I hear it. I do hear it in you, Brooke. I mean, not all the time, but um, it's a combination between your Aunt Candy and your mom. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> listeners slash Donna, can hear that weird sound in the background. That would be my Bella girl drinking some uh, water. So I was like, I was, I cannot figure out what that was. I'm like, what? What? It almost sounds like a baby Jesus cowbell in the background. <laughs> no, guys, I'm really thirsty. Sorry. <laughs> Lap it up, Missouri. Oh, disgusting. Uh. I was like, that either sounds really weird or really wrong in the background. I'm not sure. <laughs> um so of course brooke and i know every single thing about you for the most part missouri um but for all of our listeners you want to tell them a little bit about yourself like where are you from what do you do and all that good stuff sure um i'm from jacksonville florida um you know i have a mom and dad that love me very much a beautiful sister an amazing godmother and i have amazing family that supports me um I have two dogs, of course, two bloodhounds, mm-hmm. Rosie and Rufus. Um, I also have a rabbit named Cadbury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love the name. Yes. Um, I work at FSCJ um, at the North Campus as a library assistant slash computer Shh. tutor. <laughs> that's what I do all day. <laughs> no, but that's really fun. Um Helping other students is always awesome, you know, to see what they're doing in their classes and, you know, how they're doing their stuff online and everything else. Um, for the most part, I don't have much, you know, much going on. Um, my hobbies, what I would, I don't know, would be reading now because I'm in a library a all day. Job, and I love that because I'm like, okay, now you need to read this. <laughs> yes. And then you need to read this. And have you read this yet? Have I yes. told you about this six times? Okay, let we me do, tell you We do else. books exchange. <laughs> so that's always nice. But yeah. That's... And chief, you fish. You go fishing with John a lot. Yeah, I go fishing fresh and salt. Um, of course, anything, you know, <laughs> that sets a hook. <laughs> yeah. Um, Missouri and I are kind of both homebody types. Yeah, really. <laughs> so we're like, what are you doing tonight? What do you mean? This is, this is what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> so y'all do take after your mother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. I saw a thing the other day that said, thanks to my parents, I'm naturally a homebody. And I'm yeah. like, I feel that. <laughs> On all the levels. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause John's like that too. He loves being at home and, um, just, you know, hanging out with family and stuff like that, which is always good too. So. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Well, I, I did receive a text today from um, my best friend and, you know, the woman that's also your y'all's mother um, <laughs> that you made the Dean's List. Yes, she I did. did. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. For the spring term. Yes, ma'am. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> she is kicking arse. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. You know, what's so funny is, um, you know, people which, you know, um, you were homeschooled and a lot of people I've heard that, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, people that were homeschooled, they have a hard time transitioning over to college. And I have not, I mean, that's things I've read and so forth, not really hearing from people that I know, but things that I've read, you know, I think Mm -hmm. I read too much sometimes, but everybody, people that I know that have had kids that were homeschooled and then went to college, they find that the transition is very smooth and they Mm -hmm. actually do really well in college. And that's your, your proof of that. I absolutely love college. It is, it's amazing. Like, it, it's better than high school to me, honestly, not just because of the drama and everything else, but homeschool, you know, you do everything on your own anyways, and that's what you do in college. Like, you, you, ha- you have to set yourself, you know, reminders, and you have to set yourself lists of what you need to do, and that's what I did in high school, and that's what I'm doing in college, so that there's really not much difference. It's just, it's really a lot better. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool because the new homeschool method in Florida, at least, is the Florida virtual school. So mm-hmm. you do kind of, you are responsible for yourself in a way. I mean, yeah. there are things you have to do. So I guess that does help in college where you kind of make your education what it is. Yes. And that's really cool. Okay, so Missouri, how old are you? I'm 20. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird still. Earlier today, she's like, I'm on my way. And I'm like, my sister is driving to my house. <laughs> I'm still not over that. Um you're cracking me up. <laughs> you think you sound, that's bad? It's like you sound like one of us. Like, oh my god, she's driving. She's it's going. so funny. It's there's just like little things. I I just every now and then I remember slash like realize, and I'm like, oh right, she's an adult. That's weird. Uh, you think that's bad? I'm like, yeah, your boyfriend reigns. Oh no, your your husband. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. All grown up. It's yeah. Fine. So. <laughs> And we are, what, almost 10 years apart? Nine mm-hmm. years apart? Nine years and, like... We have a big age gap. Mm-hmm. doesn't feel so big now. No. Yeah, that's not too bad. You know, my sister is nine years older than me, and I think that's a good age gap, actually. You know, she was older, and she... I don't know. You know, um, of course, when she was able to drive, I was still like... A- Welcome to Two Bees in a Podcast with downtown Donna Brown, Brooke Westcar, and me, Missouri Smith. <laughs> What? Killing it. I know, right? How lucky am I to have both of my goddaughters together with me? It's so exciting. I have been looking forward to, um, well, you know, anytime I get to talk to y'all or be with y'all, I'm always happy. So Us too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Missouri Smith here is Donna's goddaughter, just like me, and therefore my sister. Haha. Um, <laughs> so we're happy that she's hanging out with us today. We mm-hmm. did want to let our listeners know that this show will be a little bit different um, in the sense that we're going to talk to Missouri about the usual stuff. We ask her a few questions, let you guys get to know her a little bit. But she did have something specific that she wanted to um, talk about, maybe for the first time with people other than the two that she's talking to, um, and her family. Uh, and just so the listeners know, there may be some things in there that are hard to hear. This might be just a kind of trigger warning as they, as the kids say, um, themes of sexual molestation and things like that, uh, later in the show. And Missouri is ready to share her story to see if she can be of service or help to other people who may need to know that they're, 
not alone. And so we're going to get to that at some point. But for right now, we're just super happy she's here and I love her and I've been hanging mm-hmm. out with her and we just painted half a wall in my yes. living room and we're loving it. Shut up, y'all painted? Yes. 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 <laughs> oh my oh, God, we got that's paint awesome. on the floor twice. <laughs> Only twice. It's fine. Oh, you did better than me though. But if you see me, if I paint or do anything around the house, pressure wash, I get more water on me than I do the house or when I paint, I am, everybody's like, oh, I like that color on you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's me. I immediately stuck my hand uh, in a whole bunch of paint and I was like, yeah, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner, honestly. (laughs) I'm always covered in it. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so excited to have you, Missouri. You know, it's, it's so funny is, um, and I just want to share this because, you know, I'm always so proud of this, too, <laughs> is I was there the day that both of you were born. Really? I That's was, awesome. Yes. Well, but I wasn't I wasn't in the room. Um, uh, I guess Candy is the one that called me, woke me up for a brook. And it was like four o'clock in the morning. I get to the hospital and I'm in this waiting room. I didn't know where to go. I didn't see anybody. Finally, Chris Richardson comes and gets me. He goes, girl, what are you doing down here? Come on. We're down here in the hallway. <laughs> and you were just born, Brooke. And then uh, I got to see you right after. Well, with Missouri, your mom invited me to come in the room. And I was like, holy moly. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There was nothing that was, you know, more beautiful than both of you but being there when one of you pop out oh (laughs) girl it was miraculous i have to tell you that so that's something that's very special that i have with both of you i've you know i've been there you know i've met you the day you were born and stuff so it's pretty awesome yeah that is pretty much yeah and we've heard lots of stories about how silly you were in that in that room while yes. Missouri was being born. Yeah. Like things like push it out, push it out. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. The nurse would be beside your mom trying to get her to count and push and everything. And I'm like, this is way too serious. I think I'm about to have a heart attack. Oh my God. I'm smelling certain things. I'm like, am I having a stroke? I don't know what's going on. And uh, I was like, all right, push her out, push her out way out. And your mom would start laughing and the nurse would start laughing. She goes, okay, we have to start over again. And Sandy would look over and she's like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so yeah. Every now and then when I hear this podcast, I hear mom's laugh in my laugh and I'm like, Oh God, it's happened. (laughs) It is. I, I hear it. I do hear it in you, Brooke. I mean, not all the time, but um, it's a combination between your aunt Candy and your mom. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> listeners slash Donna, can hear that weird sound in the background. That would be my Bella girl drinking some uh, water. So I was like, I was, I cannot figure out what that was. I'm like, what? what? It almost sounds like a baby Jesus cowbell in the background. <laughs> no, guys, I'm really thirsty. Sorry. <laughs> Lap it up, Missouri. Oh, disgusting. <sighs> I was like, that either sounds really weird or really wrong in the background. I'm not sure. Um, so, of course, Brooke and I know every single thing about you for the most part, Missouri. Yes. Um, but for all of our listeners, you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? What do you do? And all that good stuff. Sure. Um, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, you know, I have a mom and dad that love me very much, a beautiful sister, an amazing godmother, and I have amazing family that supports me. Um, I have two dogs, of course, two bloodhounds, mm-hmm. Rosie and Rufus. Um, I also have a rabbit named Cadbury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love the name. Yes. Um, I work at FSCJ 
um, at the North Campus as a library assistant slash computer Shh. tutor. <laughs> that's what I do all day. <laughs> no, but that's really fun. Um, helping other students is always awesome, you know, to see what they're doing in their classes and, you know, how they're doing their stuff online and everything else. Um, for the most part, I don't have much, you know, much going on. Um, my hobbies, what I would I don't know, would be reading now because I'm in a library all day. And I love that because I'm like, okay, now you need to read this. (laughs) Yes. And then you need to read this. And have you read this yet? Have I told you about this six times? Okay. We do, we do books exchange. (laughs) So that's always nice. But yeah. And chief, you fish. You go fishing with John a lot. Yeah. I go fishing fresh and salt. Um, Of course, anything, you know, (laughs) that sets a hook. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Missouri and I are kind of both homebody types. Yeah, really. <laughs> so we're like, what are you doing tonight? What do you mean? This is this is what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> so y'all do take after your mother. Yes. yes. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. I saw a thing the other day that said, thanks to my parents, I'm naturally a homebody. And I'm yeah. like, I feel that. <laughs> On all the levels. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, John's like that, too. He loves being at home and um, yes. just, you know, hanging out with family and stuff like that, which is always good, too. So. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Well, I, I did receive a text today from um, my best friend and, you know, the woman that's also your y'all's mother um, <laughs> that you made the Dean's List. Yes, she I did. did. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. For the spring term. Yes, ma'am. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. She is <laughs> kicking arse. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, what's so funny is, um, you know, people, which, you know, um, you were homeschooled and a lot of people I've heard that, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, people that were homeschooled, they have a hard time transitioning over to college. And I have not, I mean, that's things I've read and so forth, not really hearing from people that I know, but things that I've read, you know, I think Mm -hmm. I read too much sometimes, but Everybody, people that I know that have had kids that were homeschooled and then went to college, they find that the transition is very smooth and they mm-hmm. actually do really well in college. And that's your you're proof of that. I absolutely love college. It is, it's amazing. Like it, it's better than high school to me, honestly, not just because of the drama and everything else, but homeschool, you know, you do everything on your own anyways. And that's what you do in college. Like you, you, you have to set yourself, you know, reminders and you have to set yourself lists of what you need to do. And that's what I did in high school. And that's what I'm doing in college. So that there's really not much difference. It's just, it's really a lot better. (laughs) I think it's kind of cool because the new homeschool method in Florida, at least is the Florida virtual school. So Mm -hmm. you do kind of, you are responsible for yourself in a way. I mean, there are things you have to do. So I guess that does help in college where you kind of make your education what it is. Yes. And that's really cool. Okay, so Missouri, how old are you? I'm 20. (laughs) (laughs) So weird still. Earlier today, she's like, I'm on my way. And I'm like, my sister is driving to my house. I'm still not over that. Um, You're cracking me up. It's like... You sound like one of us, like, oh my God, she's driving, she's going. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's just like little things I I just, every now and then I remember slash like realize and I'm like, oh right, she's an adult. That's weird. Uh, you think that's bad? I'm like, yeah, your boyfriend reigns? Oh, nope. Your your husband? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. All grown up. It's yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and we are, what, almost 10 years apart? Nine mm-hmm. years apart? Nine years and like. We have a big age gap. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel so big now. No. 
Yeah, that's not too bad. You know, my sister is nine years older than me, and I think that's a good age gap, actually. You know, she was older, and she, I don't know, you know, um, of course, when she was able to drive, I was still, like, in elementary school, and, you know, and she would take me to do stuff, and she was always a lot of fun and and things like that. So, um, I think it's kind of cool. And you have more patience, too. Y'all don't, it's not like you are so close in age that you, you know, I mean, I mean, we still, we still fight with our, and bicker with our siblings. That's just, that's just given, right? But I think because of the age gap, you still have, I think Brooke maybe had more patience, too. You know what I mean? My sister did, so. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was just was telling her that I remember the time when she won Miss First Coast. And <laughs> she got home late, so I wrote her a note. I was like, you are so amazing. I'm so proud of you. And I will never be mean to you ever again. I'll never steal your clothes. Anything like that. And like two days later, I was mean to her. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work out too well. <laughs> oh, like What about that note you wrote me? <laughs> yeah. That had like a 48 um, hour limit yes. on it. And it's over. Never mean to you again. That was, you know, just <laughs> over dramatized. Yes. Funny. <laughs> No, That's we, awesome. We got along pretty well. I mean, there was like little things, but I mean, I think because of the age gap, it's not like we were fighting over toys or anything mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, yeah, I think that's what I was trying to say. I mean, you know, when I've got friends that they were closer in age with their siblings, and then when they were younger, I mean, they they would fight, 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 um, and then it took them to become adults before they kind of saw, you know. So yeah, I mean, with siblings and everything, it's it's I don't know. You know, it's it's just crazy. And then, you know, of course, Billy and I are closer in age. We're about four and a half years apart, and we fought all the time. But now as adults, we're closer. You know what I mean? It's like um, you just you just start, you know, kind of, I don't know, you realize that you get over the, the child, childish stuff that you did when you were growing up and you were smaller. And, um, and of course, he was a mean ass, but... Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, we've we've come together, especially helping taking care of my parents and everything, um, him and I and Amanda and Lisa, the four of us, if it wasn't, you know, for uh, the three of them helping, you know, with with me, you know, it, we I don't know what I would do. So very thankful for them now. So, yeah, sibling love is is, is kind of a crazy thing. Yeah, it's, it's something different. Yeah. And it's it's a good thing. You could. Mm-hmm slap each other in the face and then the next day you would be fine yeah not that not that mayor brooke did that ever ever (laughs) never um the funny thing and i always tell people is we are very similar in personality i mean our birthdays are close so we're both taurus and we have all of those (laughs) we're very hard-headed all those things so we're very similar in personality but then the things that we like our hobbies are vastly different so that gives way to us either like getting along really well or butting heads really hard <laughs> mm-hmm. so like yes. that's just how it is and I feel the same way actually about my relationship with John he and I have a similar personality but we don't have much in common as far as the things that we enjoy and like and are as people so sometimes that's great and sometimes it's not good <laughs> just that's just how it works um but I think Missouri and I are figuring out like it's kind of like that friend where you haven't seen them in forever and then when you see them it, you just pick up where you left off and it's no big deal Missouri and yeah. I are a lot like that and we wish we could spend more time together but life is weird and annoying and we have to work mm-hmm. and pay bills and stuff uh, so busy. damn those bills I swear to God I was about to say the same thing damn bills <laughs> <laughs> start growling <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, it is. And then, you know, um, now you could be mean to each other, but if somebody comes in and from the outside and is mean to one of you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, it's like, I remember this boy that was like my brother's age on a bus when we were, uh, you know, I was in elementary school and he was being mean to Billy. And I was like, you better leave my brother alone. <laughs> And this kid could like just thump me in the forehead and probably knock me out. But I'm like, I didn't care. You don't mess with my brother. You know, No, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge one right there where it's like, yeah, but you just said it. Yeah, I'm allowed to say it. You back up. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So what are you going to school for, Missouri? Do you know what your major is going to be yet? Well, hopefully I'll uh, get my AA at the end of the summer term. And then I missed the deadline, unfortunately, for um, early childhood education for the fall term. And hopefully I'll go into that in the spring term. So I either want to be a teacher or I really kind of want to be a guidance counselor. I thought I think that would be a cool job. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great for you, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I have to tell you a funny story. Um, so the girls stayed with you guys, um, yes. with, you know, your family this weekend. So I, you know, we get Jocelyn home and then Sunday night I said, Oh, did you have a good time and everything? And she's like, huh? Yeah, I guess. And I said, <laughs> what's wrong? She goes, Missouri was mean to me. And I said, what? She goes, yeah, both nights she picked out the movies, um, her and Google <laughs> did what they want to watch and they didn't let, never let me pick out a movie. I said, that's not being mean. That's her house, and she can watch it. And she's like, yeah, that's mean to me, though. <laughs> we watched How to Tame, her, How to Tame a Dragon for her. <laughs> the third one. Girl, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. Today, I said, um, did you and Malcolm get along good? Was he nice to you? She's like, no, not really. And Malcolm's eyes got big, like, I was nice. <laughs> and I, I really said, tried today. <laughs> I, right. And I, I looked at him. I looked at um uh, Jocelyn, I said, was Mimi nice to you today? She goes, uh, just a little. <laughs> I'm like, girl, the glass has got to be half full sometimes. You're half empty all the time. I mean, what is going on? You know, it's just so funny, the kids' perspectives and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yes. And stuff, so. Well, as a kid, you um, always remember the rough stuff yeah. way more prevalently than the good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just how your brain works. Oh, yeah. So I think that's awesome that you want to do that, Missouri. I, that's pretty cool. And uh I'm sorry, I, every once in a while, I'd, I want to call, slip out and call you Mo, and uh, I think that's out of habit, but yeah, um, but yeah I think that's pretty cool, you know, uh, that you want to do that, and a guidance counselor, that's that's amazing, you know, yeah. um, the, you know, the, some of the ones I had whenever I was in high school, they just, um, they were tired, you know, they were just tired, they needed yeah. to go on, but kids really need those, those people that are going to be, you know, fighting for them, you know, and the ones that need the IEP and, and whatever special things that will help them be successful in school. And, um, you along with the teacher can fight for those, those kids. And I was very grateful that, um, I, we had that last year, um, the teacher and the guidance counselor for Caleb and was able to get some things put in place for him that they saw that we didn't see at home. You know what I mean? Cause he right. would read to us and everything. And we didn't, we didn't see th- certain types of issues and they did and they asked if they can do special testing and all that and I'm like absolutely I signed you know the papers to do that and you know that's that's something that I can see you really doing and being great at that's all I really want to do I just want to help you know I you know I think that a lot of students you know don't get the necessary um I don't know like 
teaching it's that like they somebody you need in your corner sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because kids often feel like even when there are people doing what's best for them, it doesn't feel like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to have someone in their corner is a huge deal. I just want to help them. Like, I love helping students now and them, and them just saying, wow, thank you so much. Like, that's the greatest thing to me, you know. And mm-hmm. if a kid comes back one day after I've helped them and they're like, thank you. That is That was the greatest thing you've ever done for me, you know, that anybody's ever done with, for me. I'd be like, wow, I don't need much more than that, like keep your paycheck mm-hmm. that's that's what yeah it's all about to me mm-hmm. well no you're not gonna really say that um <laughs> you're gonna say yes give, give me, me that paycheck, paycheck and but also... tell me thank you yes <laughs> i'm and just telling us. you i'm just telling you that i'm i'm you know high up there in the adulting years and and yeah you're not gonna say keep the paycheck <laughs> um but that, that's a sweet thought, though. I love that <laughs> about you. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. And, and to be an advocate for these kids, too. You know, there's what's so sad is there's there's parents that just don't give a crap, you know. And right. um, so I think that's awesome. I think it's phenomenal. And I can see your heartstrings being pulled left and right. But <laughs> it, it'll be a good thing because, you know, you will be a voice for, for um, those that you can help. Right. So, Missouri, what is one thing you don't think most people know about you? Um, probably that I'm a really good cook and a baker. She is. Both, yes. I cook dinner for mom and dad all the time. I would say John has recently told me that he's gained weight and that it's your fault. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe I need to cook wow. healthy stuff. <laughs> you just let me know anytime you want to come on up here and Yuli. Girl, I'll, I'll go buy the stuff and you can cook for us all you want i about to say what you want i don't cook anything except i cook anything but probably livers <laughs> you know uh, innards. no <laughs> oh thank goodness no. <laughs> no no i mean i'll uh you know I'm, I'm we're pretty easy actually maybe yeah. we'll do like an italian night or something do you like italian stuff yes pasta i can mm. eat it like mm-hmm. you know crunchy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do that. So, yeah, I mean, um, and, of course, me trying to watch my weight. Like, I'm sitting here talking about food. Like, this, like. Mm, pasta. It's uh, like drooling. Microphone yeah. fritzes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, you definitely need to come and, and cook for us. I would love that. Okay. we got to ask her the next question because I remember what she used to say as a kid, and I don't know if she's going to remember what she used to say as a kid. But, Missouri, <laughs> when you were little, what did you want to be? Um, <laughs> when you well, do up. you want the serious answer or the answer you're thinking of? Oh, no. I want to hear what you wanted, the first thing you ever wanted to be when you grew up. Well, I wanted to be a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Dead set. <laughs> like, made a kangaroo costume for me and wore it every day after Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny because on Halloween, it happened to be hot, you know, Florida. And so Missouri had her kangaroo costume on and she was like sweating and refused to wear the head. So she just looked like some weird marmoset. And then uh, everyone was like, well, okay, fine. You don't ever have to wear it again. And then she was like, no, I want to wear it every day. Yes. Um, I think I even said something to your mom. I'm like, she's going to get like hot. And and your mom was like, I know. I told her. But she wants to be a kangaroo. So I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's like a little beads of sweat be like rolling down her little cheeks. <laughs> yes. Uh, what were you like two, three in that time? I don't even yeah. know. But you were definitely I it was a year that 
John was dressed as like a hillbilly with hillbilly tea sticking out. Yeah, but so were you. (laughs) No, I dressed as Rose Dawson from Titanic. No, I thought that was the year you dressed as Einstein. Oh, that was for school. I did. I did. Okay. I mad scientist for school. And then, uh, so I'm dressed as Rose Dawson and my, my sister, who I'm tra- trick-or-treating with, is dressed as a kangaroo. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so funny. We yeah. still have all of those costumes, by the way. I know. <laughs> Trust me, when I grew up and realized that I could not fit in the Rose Dawson costume anymore because I was like, you know, 12, I was like, this is a sad day. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so oh do you have gosh. a real answer about what you wanted to be? Yes. I wanted to be a veterinarian. And, oh, that's right. You know, that's right. Missouri was oh actually, God. as a kid, if, like, somebody was in the hospital or something, um, she was so fascinated by all the weird stuff going on. Like, Daddy, after his motorcycle accident, he had all these, like, tubes, and he had, like, a rod sticking through his knee, and it was being <laughs> held up. And she's, like, walking over, looking at it real close, like, what's this? Why are they doing this? And I was like, ugh, you're looking at that? <laughs> And she's watching it and asking questions. And we were like, man, she might be a doctor or a vet because she was not at all weirded out by that stuff. No, I'm mm. not even not even today. Like, I'll watch them, you know, draw blood, anything like that. Yeah. I don't mind it on myself. Like, if they're drawing blood, that doesn't bother me. But, like, y- you and Rains like to watch the pimple popper videos. Yes. That <laughs> oh, my God. That I is love those. So satisfying. I can only watch it to an extent. Mashed potatoes. Oh no! See, I can only watch the regular like grits. Oh, you're dead to me. She's dead to me. Um, there's there's a lot of them that you do. You ever, um, Missouri, do you ever watch the ones that like are set in like Asia, like in the Asian countries and stuff like that, like China and no. Japan and stuff? Yeah, girl. And you can't even read the titles because it's all like in their language. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and I have no idea how they pop up. But anyway, and it, they're these their faces would be like just like pizza. No. Oh. See, Rains and they go to town, and start popping them and everything, and I'm like, yes, it's so satisfying, Missouri. Yes, it I'm not really kidding is. you. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> One thing mom says when we're watching Dr. Pimple Popper, she's like, could you imagine the smell? And then she's like, (laughs) (laughs) my mom is very bothered by smells. Yes. You know this. Um, That is hilarious and disgusting. I think what's funny is as a kid, it didn't bother me as much. But the older I get, the more like empathy I feel. It's like I actually feel the pain of certain things. So like I'm watching, <laughs> we, we've been watching Dexter and he'll like slice somebody's cheek and I'm like I know that's fake and I'm like Ugh, every time like it just, not sick but like ow uh, can't watch. Um, mm-hmm. The pimple popper, I can I can go like as far as blackheads and beyond that I'm like that is disgusting. I want to die. How is anyone watching this? I don't know. I mean like the huge things on people's back I'm yes. like, in, or their neck or their arms everything and I'm like, oh my god, and I'm like, my eyes will be watering and everything, and I'm like, I don't know, but uh, my I'm point like, is, why and why are you doing it at home? Well, why, why do you go to the doctor? Yeah, why is it that big? And yeah, why did you let it go that long for, you know, for that to happen? Like, you know, mm-hmm. softball size. Like, good lord. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and and then the wife and, and whatever is saying. All right, sit still, Bubba. I'm about to stick the needle in it, and we're going to try to drain this bitch. You know what I mean? And you're like, you're like, oh, M. God. And, like, her fingernails would be all dirty. Oh, my God. It just sprouts out like meth and cocaine with those people. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, not that one. That's my meth holder. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell we're from Jacksonville. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> oh, well, you said softball. That's a segue into a hobby that you were until recently very involved in. Yes. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, since I was, shoot, five or five, six or seven. And I played all through high school and one year in college and got a full ride uh, to FSCJ. That was exciting. Um, but sadly, I had to stop because I had a torn labrum and I had to get surgery. So, yeah. But she was a pitcher and she was pretty, pretty awesome at that. That's something I don't have is like physical abilities Ooh. in these sports <laughs> categories. Um, also, I have an attitude problem so i don't do well with the playing with others <laughs> what's funny is missouri has an attitude problem too but something it's i used to love watching her on the field because she and i i know doug is the one that coined the term kma attitude which is the kiss my ass attitude where it just rolls like people would be doing some dumb hateful shit out there and she, <laughs> i could just watch her just let it roll off and she's like it's fine i'll strike you out next time or whatever <laughs> um but me i'd be like how is Missouri not hitting that person with a bat? Like, I don't know. I, I actually don't understand how she hasn't beaten someone to death. Um, yeah, it's like, whoops, sorry about that wild pitch. Yeah, that'd be me all the time. Oops. Uh, yeah, so sports are not for me. You should watch me. Uh, when I'm just trying to watch a Gator game, I'm, like, losing my shit. Like, yeah, I me and you at a Gator game, oh, bad. bad. Bad news. <laughs> we'll be coming home with, like, raspy voices yeah. from yelling so much. Exactly. But, no, Missouri was always really impressive to watch. She was really good at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can tell by the look on her face, too. You know, I mean, you'd be watching her and um, the other team would do something, whatever. And I could just tell. I mean, and, and she would just have that look. But you, she doesn't. I, I study you. I study all, everybody <laughs> I'm around. And um, one of her eyebrows were raised just a little bit. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, she's. they're about to get it. <laughs> yeah, They're going down. They're going down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Missouri. Is there anything that embarrasses you a lot? Um, mom. (laughs) 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 So can we just talk about she loves to watch little people. And we were sitting there with Dawson one day. I already know where this is going. (laughs) And she was like, you know, do midgets have regular sized penises? And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. And, you know, Dawson, my boyfriend's like, um, <laughs> um, should I leave? <laughs> and she's like, I wonder if I could look that up. And I'm like, don't look that up. Don't look it up. <laughs> oh, her Google history. I don't even want to know. Oh my god! Come here, oh my uh, god! Yeah, that's too my funny. face is hurting now. I'm so hard. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I just picture her sitting there in the chair of the couch <laughs> with her legs crossed, you know, drinking her chocolate milk with her spoon, <laughs> and it's stopping mid sentence and going, "I wonder if they have like normal sized penises." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's embarrassed herself. I'm like, why say it then? <laughs> <laughs> She was probably like, after she said it, and then y'all did whatever you did. She was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then she goes, she goes silent for a little bit, and she goes, it'll come back, and she goes, <laughs> yes, yes, that's awesome. But what was so funny is, it was like, um, yes, Missouri, in five words or less, tell us what embarrasses you most, which we didn't say the five words, and you go, 
Mom. <laughs> okay, well, you succeeded there. There you go. And uh, podcast is over. We'll talk to you guys later. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Yeah, she's a mess. And, and you know what's so funny is she's so funny like that. Um, but um, she, especially her family, and um, she's like your biggest advocate. Oh, yes, of course. Like, we'll beat somebody up and down for me. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Even if they look at me funny, she's she's always there. I saw this meme on the Internet that is so my mom. I mean, I guess anybody's <laughs> mom. But it was just it said, like, um, you were mean to me for five seconds. <laughs> and one I told time my mom 12 years no ago, <laughs> I told my mom and she's still mad at you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, my God. That is Sandy. <laughs> yes. Uh, she asked me a question about somebody the other day and it tied in with someone that was mean to me in high school and I was like I'm not even going to tell her the answer to this because <laughs> I know she's going to go on a rampage as soon as I say this person's name <laughs> uh, yeah she does that but I mean I hey, it's deserved I'll be the same way I'm I, I uh you're that way with your dogs I'm Come that on. way with my dogs I'm that way with when Reigns was in grad school there were a couple times that people were just being little shitheads to him and I was like you want me to go there I will I will go there and I will handle it I will say this and I will do this and I'm like I can't have children I'm already losing my shit cuz someone's being mean to my grown ass husband um yeah yeah girl you you it's it's like triple times oh, worse sure. when you have kids yeah well you know I was like that whenever I went to y'all's play you know a couple months months ago and you know, I made a comment about one of the actors. I thought he was being kind of shitty to Reigns. And I think I said something to you later about it. I was like, uh, I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you were so funny. You were like, well, he's just like, you know, and I was like, well, I didn't like that. <laughs> I don't, I'm like that too. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm always like, I don't know. Don't be, don't, don't talk to my, somebody I love like that. Yeah. <laughs> Did I give you permission? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be biting at the ankles. <laughs> That is amazing. So, um, if you could have a song play every time you enter a room, what would it be? Uh, Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> That's awesome. I've kind of figured you might say that since that was your song that uh, they played when you, uh, the walk up song. That was my walk out song. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. 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 That was awesome. I never forget the first time I went to your game and they started playing that. I was like, hell to the yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, That's awesome. <laughs> That is the jam. That also, was, it kind of was, pumps you up, too. You're like, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I've had many proud moments, but that was like, that's right up there. Very proud. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yep. Let's All right, Mazar, what book are you currently reading? Because I know you've been really into reading right now. Um, Agatha Christie, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd. Um, Ooh, yeah. Agatha Christie. I thought I would switch it up with a mystery this time, so... Although I'm sure it's oh, doing wonders for your anxiety. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking over my back in the library, you know. <laughs> oh wow, I'm the biggest scaredy cat. I couldn't do anything like that. I'm a wimp. <laughs> I don't think I've ever read anything scary. I started to read it once and never got around to doing it because, um, it's just it's a commitment. That thing is like colossally large. So I need to just that's what I should do this summer, but. There's so many other things I want to read. That's yeah. the problem is committing to reading for a sec. Mm -hmm. I want to read all the things. Um, but Agatha Christie is a badass. So what a cool person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I, and it was so cute too. Whenever um, Sandy said that y'all were going to have uh, you and um, Marina were picking what y'all were going to do on Saturday. <laughs> and then when I, when I saw the picture of all the books, I'm like, of course they did. 
Where'd of you guys course, go they went and got some books. Yes, um, they had to go get some books. Books a Million okay. on Orange Park, yeah. Okay. I think that's Book a Million. I think so. It's like one of the only Books a Million left. Mm-hmm. They're, they're hard to find. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, I started reading recently a writer that I think a lot of people would actually like because he's not, he's like an easy read, but it's not like, it's still a fun challenge. His name's Frederick Bachman. And um, I started reading a book of his called A Man Called Uva. And they, um, I want to say he is Swedish. I hope I'm not getting that incorrect. But I saw the film uh, that, that they made of it also after I read it. And it was a Swedish film with English subtitles. And it's great. And that's how I learned that it was Uva because it's spelled O-V-E. And to, as an American, we're like, oh, Ove? What? Yeah. I don't, how do you say that? But it's Uva. And um, so <laughs> I've read a couple of his since then. It kind of, when I say Uva, like they say, it, it makes me think of the Golden Girls when Rose is like, Geflurgen Schnurgen. Um, <laughs> um, but I've read another one of his called Bear Town, which um, is a really cool book. Mazur, I think you'd really like it. Um, it's kind of about this girl. Uh, it's about this whole town in Canada. It's like a hockey town. The whole town is obsessed with hockey. It's kind of like a Friday Night Lights football thing, but with yeah. hockey. And at first I was like, why am I reading this weird hockey book? That does not make sense. <laughs> but then it's about how the politics of the town get sort of corrupted by that hockey team. And the best player on the hockey team rapes a girl at a party. And um, her dad is the coach. And so it's the things that spiral when sides are taken and whose opinion matters more or whose worth is more when the whole, you know, city wants to not believe her and to believe him. And there's all these things. And it became like it had this major twist that all of a sudden I was like, whoa, this is hella relevant. I can't even deal with that. Mm hmm. But yeah, so he's surprisingly mm. great. So I'm reading another one. This one's called Brit Marie Was Here. And it's, so far, it's about this really weird old lady, and I'm cracking up. <laughs> so I haven't gotten very far in it. But um, Frederick Bachman, if anyone's interested, has written some, and it's all over the place, different types of things. Um, but he's he's great. And they've made some movies of his stuff. So Yeah, I thought they did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I have to check that out. Yeah, he's good. Anything, anything about some old ladies that are funny, I'm all about it. <laughs> this one is weird. She's like, very particular and OCD and it's inside of her head. So it's really funny to listen to just how, (laughs) how she rationalizes everything. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty great, but um, well, we sort of just touched on it a little bit with that book I was talking about. Are you ready to segue into some serious business? Sure. Okay. So my sister here is one of the toughest birds I've ever met. Um, She actually, I wrote this blog post about her once how she sort of inspires me to be stronger and to try to walk in. Sometimes we, um, as people like to let our self-esteem problems get in the way of living and watching my sister on the softball field with her KMA attitude, her kiss my ass attitude. I started to go like, I need to just adopt that anytime I'm feeling weird. I need to just walk into a room with Missouri's attitude on the softball field. (laughs) And that's how I get through the party that I'm having social anxiety about or whatever. And, um, it, it is helpful. So she's a strong bird, but a lot of that strength comes from some stuff that she's been through. And um, she surprised me after I asked if she'd want to be our guest on the show. After a week or two, she said, I think I've made the choice that I want to talk about some stuff that Donna and I are already aware of, but we haven't talked about in years probably. Um, and so I think she's ready to have that conversation. Yeah. You want to start by telling us why you're ready to have that conversation? 
Well, since Brooke asked me, it was weighing on me really hard. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready because, you know what? I would love to help somebody who's going through the same stuff or, you know, who feels alone like I did and just just doesn't know what to do, really. And so that's really why I chose to do this. And I think it's a big part of my healing process. So, yeah, that, that would be why. I think that's a good point. Mm. Um, Donna and I, on this podcast, we talk about the Me Too movement a lot. And I think a lot of people get kind of butthurt when you hear things about, like, a movement like they immediately want to take a side, like they yeah. have to be pro the movement or not. And it's not about that. It's about bringing awareness. That's the only reason movements start. And the point of the Me Too movement was to prove that like almost every female you know, and that's just on the female side of it, even a lot of males that you know mm-hmm. um, or a lot of people, humans in general, have dealt with some form of uh, sexual harassment or sexual abuse or all these different things and the Me Too movement brought it to our attention that oh wow it's it not ha- it me happens. it's not an isolated mm-hmm. incident maybe are the, does that mean that there are other people who are feeling the same way I'm feeling who are going through similar things so uh, do you want to talk about it tell us what happened sure um, I was uh, two years old uh, when my uh, mom found out um you know, what was happening. Um, it was family members, uh, two cousins and, um, actually Mama Donna, uh, Miss Candy is the one who kind of got mom to really pay attention to that because I don't know if you remember the day that, you know, we were at the beach and, you know, I kept messing with my, you know, diaper or whatever. And, you know, like saying like, you know, ow, like, you know, um, and Miss Candy was like, honey, maybe you should go, you know, see a doctor. And it wasn't till, you know, a couple months later that mom actually caught one of them yeah. in the act and um, was like, wow, this is, you know, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I and even, it's understandable. It's, I know, I'm sure, I know mom feels a lot of guilt and mm-hmm. all these different feelings yes but you don't think about that being a thing um raising not someone who a two-year-old you don't think about that being that's not something that's on your radar to even be aware of or worried about candy on the other hand had adopted a little girl who had come from a horrible situation and maybe those types of things were on her radar right. and so maybe mm-hmm. she pointed that out just from an experience of having that in your consciousness because yeah. as yeah. any other parent you wouldn't be thinking that you would never um and so yeah i was 13 12 or 13 when we discovered that this was happening i was there the day that mom um caught one of our cousins uh in the act of this particular horrible thing uh, I was not in the room, but I was in the another room with um, our female cousin. We were watching a movie, um, and it was interrupted by just a feeling in the air. I mean, we heard mom grab you and go yeah. somewhere, and uh, there was just a, f- a something. I mean, we looked at each other. We were like, something's going down. Yeah. There's something... Mm-hmm. And it's something you can feel like it's electric and not, not, not in a good way, electric, but electric. Um, 
And so Missouri was sexually molested by two of our cousins, mm-hmm. separate occasions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we really don't know when it began or anything like that. Yeah. Um, how, and you you just told me this today because I, I knew growing up it was a thing that we were hoping you would forget because some yes. therapists told us that mm-hmm. we thought yeah. that you might forget because mm-hmm. at a young age children associate those types of things with, it's not something they have any, they have no recollection of it being weird or gross. Like kids don't have right. that idea in their head. So I remember when I talked to the therapist, cause we all did. Um, that was one of the things that she said was, you know, um, your sister might not realize that what's happened to her is bad or weird mm-hmm. or a problem. She's at, at such a young age that these things are all associated with hugs and positive Mm -hmm. touches and those sort of things so she said there is a huge possibility that this could be forgotten and that's kind of what we were hoping for but as Missouri got older we realized that she wasn't yeah unaware uh you told me earlier it was the first time I've heard you say that um I I never really I was never really told that's what happened um I started having dreams at a young age of this happening and it, they're very vivid, um, and you know, talking to my mom now, it happened, you know, in a in a bedroom in my you know my bedroom, but these in a certain bedroom, it's where it happened, and you know, it was vivid. Like one time, we were watching Jim Carrey's The Mask, and you know, yeah, like mom was like, yeah, that's right, like that was around that time, and mm-hmm. and so you know, and I I think. Our brain is kind of amazing. Um, it's kind of a terrible situation to talk about. But one time it was like, my, you know how dreams are unproportional and everything like that? Well, mm-hmm. it was, we were under this huge bed. And like there was an overhang, you know, over us. And I told my mom that. She was like, you know, maybe because it happened in the camper, in the bunk beds in the back. And, you know, bunk beds, you know, you're underneath something. So mm-hmm. she's like, maybe that's Your what that is. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that's... You know, even though it's terrible, it's, like, amazing how our brains Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, associate that. Yeah, especially something that, you know, like Brooke was saying, you know, when you're at that young of age, you don't know how to say, okay, this is like a hug. Or, you know, when you're a child, you don't, you can't grasp. You have to trust. Right. That that it's it's a different, you know, different thing totally. And... I believe it. I believe that you can remember that because it was something that, um, especially now that you're older, you know, too. But I think that it was something, uh, it's amazing what our our brains can do is what I'm trying to say. And, and, you know, and it's like, you know, I I just so, um, I can understand how you remember because just for example, you know, and not to, you know, take off, but but Caleb was three and he remembers everything that's happened to him. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I believe it. I believe it. It's like your brain keeps it there to help you with the answers. Um, Mm -hmm. you, you almost wonder like, would it be better if I forgot? But then maybe you'd have these problems. Missouri is going to talk in a minute about some of the problems she's encountered because of this. And I think maybe it's like your brain storing it away to be like, it's not, anything wrong with you it's Mm -hmm. because of these things you know Mm -hmm. um and it's like your brain is kind of like keeps some sort of coping mechanism as a 
how do I harbor this away until they need to know it? Or it's, it's right. just kind of fascinating mm-hmm. to see how it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, a certain type of triggers, right? I yeah. mean, that it pops up, yeah. So, Well, one of the hardest things, you know, to do was tell mom and dad, hey, I remember this. I, you know, and, you know, to watch the look on their faces, it was hard. It was hard for all of us. And, you know, I finally had to sit down and say, hey, I need help with this. I, you know, I keep feeling like, just something is not right with me. I always feel like there's something over my head that's, you know, always there. And that's how I felt as a child. I don't, I mean, y'all probably know that I was an angry child. Like I was just very almost hateful to a certain degree. Um, I just felt like everybody had a secret about me that I didn't know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, coming, you know, just, it felt like everybody was over talking me. Um, of course that's what that's, you know, you're a child. They do that, but it, it was something else, you know? So mm-hmm. we were, I was somewhere with you and we walked in. I don't remember who are we, who are we with? I think who we were with, I need to <laughs> communicate here. Um, I want to say it was Nana, Jana and Papa. Um, we walked into a restaurant and one of these cousins it was years that. later was in the restaurant and there was an immediate sort of panic on her face. Um, and I remember being like, she remembers something. Like, I, I, she may not know it, but she knows something is weird, that this mm-hmm. is uh, something is up. Um, and so it was a thing. And I think it's funny because just like medicine uh, for cuts and bruises and diseases, Um, changes over the years so does mental health and at the time we were told that the best thing to do was not talk to her about it because if you don't talk to her like my I remember I remember the therapist telling me I've told your mother don't talk to her about it because she might forget it and that now in a 2019 mindset, I think a therapist would be like, no, no, talk about it. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, keep it out in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was maybe the thing that made Missouri feel so left out of the loop mm-hmm. because there were lots of things that came from that. I mean, uh, they, I mean, they, you know, as a parent, mom and John were like feeling all sorts of feelings. How, mm-hmm. how did, how did this happen? And I didn't know, how did I, how did I let this happen? Which of course, um, I think as victims of things, we always blame ourselves. And I think, I think our parents are considered victims in this too, um, Mm -hmm. in a different category. Um, Victims blame themselves or try to find a way to rationalize the behaviors of others. Um, But because we were told not to talk about it, there was a lot of Missouri feeling like, there, I mean, there was. There was like a conversation mm-hmm. in the room without you knowing it was in the room or not being said out loud. And even, you know, you know, when, you know, our grandmothers would say, oh, you know, you know, they talk about their grandchildren. Yeah. They they would always skip one. They skip and I one. Knew, and you knew yes. that there was a reason they were yes. not mentioning that person yes. in front of you for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because both of our grandparents, both of our grandmothers had to deal with that Mm -hmm. because it was one on either side. Yes. Yeah. Um, And there were all sorts of things that mom had to deal with. I remember they told her that abuse is a cycle and that 
when abuse is done to a person at a young age, it's likely that they will repeat mm-hmm. the abuse because they don't know any better, like their subconscious doesn't understand. And so my mom lived in fear of Missouri in school mm-hmm. uh, at a young age. And so my mom had to, I can't imagine what that's like as a parent to have to go to your first kids, your your kid's first teacher, her kindergarten, kindergarten teacher, and, and be like, I have to tell you that this happened and you have to watch my daughter, you know, for a different mm-hmm. reason than you have to watch the other kids, you know? Right. And so, of course, there was always a conversation around you mm-hmm. that you weren't a part of. Right. And that's because they were told not to make you <laughs> right. a part of it. Like I said, mm-hmm. I, think in, I think in 2019, a therapist would be like, maybe this is how we communicated or let's find right. a different way to do it. I think it would be different now. But, um yeah, so. the insight that they have now and, and this these types of things is amazing. And I think it's more of an open uh, line of communication with not only the people that are with your child day in and day out, but also within the family and, you know, and then the, the, the victim themselves, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so I think that times have really changed. And to go back what you're talking about, too, about Sandy and John, um, I can only imagine me now that I'm a parent, the guilt and the anger and the hurt that I would feel because it was your your mom and, and um, dad always had kids there They because they were homebodies. Yeah. You know, everybody was like, well, can so-and-so stay over there because, you know, whatever. And they would all ask to come stay. I mean, they always had a house full of kids. And, um, hell, I was over there all the time. You know, I was like a damn kid myself. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I can see that as a parent, too, you know, that um, they, want to, they want to do whatever they can to protect you because they, they feel the guilt that they did not do what, you know, as a parent. And the funny thing about that is my mom is very attentive. Like, yes, I think uh, as a kid, you know, and now we're, we're best friends now, but as a teenager, you know, you wanted to slap her sometimes. Cause it's a little, it was a little helicopter parent. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is she was that way before Missouri asked me that earlier. She said, you know, did, did, was, did mom go hard at the parenting thing because of what happened with me. And I'm like, no, because before Missouri, she was a single mom. So with me, she was a single mom and it was, I have to do this and this and this and keep her safe and keep her clean. And I have to do all these things. And it was this pressure of making sure she did everything right. And so the funny thing is, I I just never want my mom to blame herself in any way or John Mm -hmm. for that matter, because there's no possible way she could have foreseen this no, in the ever. sense that she did everything humanly possible to keep mm-hmm. us safe and healthy mm-hmm. at all times. Like yeah. more so to the point of like mm-hmm. being nearly a helicopter parent. Yeah. I don't want to give her a title a label there, but I mean, she, they're very attentive, very, very just, attentive. Bit, yes, yes, yeah. yes, totally. You know, and, and something as matter as, you know, I know that there was one instance, I think she had just went to take a shower yeah. And then that's when she came in and caught the one, I think, or yeah. it might have been both. But, um, you know, she just went to take a shower. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, I mean, I've, I've had some guilt about that because the other cousin and I, the female cousin, and I were watching a movie when that male cousin left the room to follow Missouri out. Um, and, of course, my 12-year-old brain had no concept of this as a thing that people do. Mm-hmm. Or a thing that could have happened. Um, well, especially from a cousin. 
Yeah, right. no, especially from a family member. And the, that's the sad thing. Mm. And that's I think that's one of the reasons Missouri is wanting to share this is it happens a lot of times with family members. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people don't ever know about it. Um, I mean, Ellen DeGeneres just talked about how her mother's her, her mother's boyfriend or stepfather was messing with her for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one believed her. So she kept it to herself kind of thing. Right. Um, so it happens all the time. And I think it's important that people know that they're not alone and that's not an isolated incident and it's not okay and it's not something they have to deal with Mm -hmm. um but uh because of the way everyone behaved around missouri i can say you just said you think you grew up a little or that you were a hateful child Mm -hmm. i can say and i used to say it as a joke (laughs) when i was a kid i'd be like my sister is mean and i'd have friends be like she's your little sister she's supposed to be a brat and i'd be like no no no, she's not a brat she's mean (laughs) but i mean it was just um and I understood it and that's why I never I tried to be patient with you because and I was patient with mom and John because um did I enjoy that sometimes you know mom had had a horrible day dealing with some stuff and maybe got on to me too hard about something no of course not but I understood why yeah and Mm -hmm. I was um I think the thing that happened to you shaped both of us in a weird way you much more than me but I do remember well you were just a part of as I was yeah, I just remember feeling... And I um, feel bad that you had to almost sit back and watch that. Well, you feel helpless. Extent. And I think that's the same reason our parents, or the same way mm-hmm. our parents felt, was a little helpless. Like, well, now it's happened. How can I make it better? And that's something that's hard to make better. Um, but yeah, I think that in a way it's... I was very understanding and I had to grow up fast because of it. Uh and that's why, like, even when you were hateful, I was like, dude, and I would just let it happen, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I could understand it. But now, as an adult, you've been dealing with, you've been making some positive changes for yourself. Yes. Okay. Um, actually went to counseling in 2017 uh, just because I was tired of feeling angry at everybody and everyone. And I just, it was, you know, energy that... I just didn't need. Um, mm-hmm. My counselor helped me through a lot of stuff. Um, she helped me through um, that abuse and um, actually my depression that was caused uh, from that. Um, and actually, I have anxiety also. Um, anxieties um, only comes at night. Um, and of course, it's, you know, I... You know, I'm 20 years old and I have to ask my mom and dad to leave the bedroom door open, you know, their bedroom door open, because I'm afraid they, you know, somebody's going to come in and, you know. They can't hear you. Right. And mm-hmm. and my biggest fear is I will not be able to fight back. I'll be helpless like I was when I was two and I won't be able to fight back and I'll, you know, I, it uh, just happened again. And that's, that's what's the hardest thing for me to swallow is I can couldn't do anything about it mm-hmm. well they took away your option mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. by w- just simply being the age you were well yep. you know me i i always went against everything yeah and just to have something forced on me that i couldn't change pissed me off like how dare you yeah mm-hmm. you know why 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 just yeah yeah. Well, and that's why I say it's 
completely understandable. And that's why when people, mental health is such a big thing that we should get rid of the stigma for because it's like if you, I always love that thing. If like someone breaks their leg, you don't go, oh, just don't think about it and it'll go away. Right. Mental health is the same thing. You can't just say, oh, stop feeling anxious, breathe, and it all yeah. goes away. That's yeah. not how it works. Um, and so uh, she went how amazing. Yeah, and how amazing, too, you know, that you started talking to somebody in 2017 and look at, look how far you've come, you know, and I'm sure that it's still a daily uh, thought and uh, a work in progress, but, I mean, look at you. I mean, just, you're just amazing, Missouri. <laughs> well, Thank one of you. our questions that we always ask is, um, what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? And I don't know what you consider your greatest accomplishment, but I... My biggest thing with everyone that I meet, and it's something that um, Rains and I talk about all the time, is a lot of people get stuck in their lives and stop evolving and stop being better and stop trying to change and become better people. And I think it's really impressive that you decided to take it into your hands and reopen the idea of talking to someone even though when you're pissed off sometimes the last thing you want to do is <laughs> yeah. tell someone else right yeah or especially it, a stranger it was hard to be like to admit that i needed help yeah like, mm-hmm. no and no one wants to say that you know you yeah. want to be like no i'm pissed and i can handle it myself mm-hmm. um but admitting that you needed help is a huge accomplishment letting someone <laughs> help you is a huge accomplishment um and the fact that you listened and you wanted to evolve and wanted to change and wanted to not let something stifle you Right. It's huge to me. I think it's like when, when mom it's told pretty, me you were doing it, I was yeah. like, that's incredible. That's pretty amazing. Because yeah. a lot of people don't and a lot of people suffer in silence. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's the stigma to, you know, not so much now, but I would even say when I was in my teens and younger, um, which of course I never went through anything like you did, Missouri, but you know, when I was that, you know, you know, I was dealing with stuff too and depression and things like that. And I was so afraid that to tell my parents or anyone that I felt like I needed help, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like it, it had that stigma around it, you know, and now it's, um, I mean, the people that I listen to on other podcasts that have, I mean, tons of money they all go to therapists because, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got lots of money and nice houses and nice cars, everybody's got stuff to deal with. And, um, but I think you, instead of you being told to go, but you going to your parents and saying, I think I need, I need to talk to somebody that is huge. And I am like so proud of you. You just (laughs) don't even know. So, well, that's, that's what I'm, I'm learning, you know, now that I'm becoming an adult, you know, even my friends, even Dawson, everybody has had something to overcome or go through or, you know, it's, you know, Dawson had to deal with divorced parents and that was actually new for me because, <laughs> you know, all my life, everybody's, you know, divorce wasn't an option and that was new to learn to me, but everybody's, you know, over, overcome something or... You know, everybody has something going on. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that a lot of people feel like, what's the point? What are they going to tell me that I can't tell myself? But sometimes 
just knowing something or realizing something in a new way puts your world into perspective in yeah. a little bit and it helps you recognize things that maybe will trigger you or things that you can figure out how to keep from being a problem further in your life and uh like you don't do it often but you know that you have people you can reach out to if you need to yeah um, mm -hmm. like Missouri told me that stuff i had this today was the first time she's mentioned the um anxiety she gets at night and I told her it's funny because that's been happening to me and I asked I've been asking my husband like this happens to me almost every night now and now I don't have the same fear as her but it's just an anxiety that comes mm -hmm. on where I just start to feel and claustrophobic where I like I want to yeah like I just want to like get out of my skin I can't have anything touching me and it's hot and I just start to panic and like I, and it happens almost every evening and so now I'm sitting here wondering if it's some weird like um sympathetic psychological thing from Missouri on the other side of the, <laughs> on the other side of the water here. It could be. But I mean, you never know, I never right? Know, but I mean, I, mean could be. I, I don't have the same fear, but, but it's funny because hearing Missouri say it today was me going, okay, maybe I don't have to deal with that every night and think that, okay, just because it happens five minutes or, you know, 10 minutes out of the day, I can get over it. Maybe I can get help for that 10 minutes of the day and not have to deal with it. And, um, any help is help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, 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 you know, did you find that, um, well, you did say this, but do you, do you find that, um, just talking to your therapist and everything that it, it just gives you, because it's somebody on the outside that it just gives you a perspective that you feel like you can, I don't know how to say this. Cause you know, like, like my mom and dad have told me stuff, you know, through the years, especially when I was younger, you know, and I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it was Sometimes my parents. It's easier to hear it from someone yeah. who's Yeah. From somebody the, on the outside. The right. Yes. Yeah. 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 That helped a lot. Um, because, you know, I would, you know, I felt like it was somehow my fault. Like I couldn't push it away. And she's like, no, <laughs> trust me, like this is not your fault and you need to realize that and you need to really, you know, this is just not your fault. And that mm -hmm. was really helpful. It's just not, you know, it's like you guys said, it's different for someone else to say it instead mm -hmm. of like mom or dad. It's just someone that almost like you is that, respect. A, is that outside mm -hmm. the whole situation mm -hmm. and they, they, they have a whole different perspective about it and they yes. just they come at it, um, in a totally different route. Right. I mean, yes. it's somebody that, you know, when it's your parents or your sibling or whoever, they're very close and very intact into it. Right. And they, you know, they want to kick ass and take names later. Right. But this right. person is like, okay, I get it, all of that, but I'm going to focus on you and we're going to get you better. Right. Right. So it's hard to, because I mean, I know that, that as a parent, you want that, you want the best for your kids and you want to do everything impossible to, you know, I mean, um, give them everything you can, you know, the innocence of being a child and, and, and all that. And just, you know, they have, you know, as a parent, you have so much weight on your shoulders, you know, and, but you yourself, you've been carrying that guilt and you've been carrying all that weight on your shoulders because in turn, just like your parents, you are also worried about them and mm -hmm. your sibling, you know, and everybody else that's in, involved and, and how they felt about it. And in turn, you know, it's sometimes it's okay to have that self care and think about yourself, you know, and I'm glad you are working on that. Yes. 
And it does. Has it shifted your relationships with people a little bit? Oh, it shifted my relationship with my mom. Um, definitely um, my boyfriend because me and Dawson had just gotten together at that time. And it, my relationship with men outside my family was weird. Mm-hmm. Like I was almost really self-conscious in front of them. Like I was like, I felt like I was naked and like they were just gonna, you know, embarrass me, but I've actually outgrown that. And, you know, my counselor helped me. She's like, they don't got nothing on you. Like (laughs) work it girl. Like you don't, you don't have to be afraid of anything. Like Mm -hmm. they can't judge you, you know? So that's actually really amazing. Mm -hmm. It is. You're such a beautiful soul, Missouri. You are. You really are. <laughs> Thank you. You're I'm so, really I'm so proud of I'm you. I'm sitting so. here almost silent because I'm just like. I You're in awe, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and what's so amazing is is for you to talk about it, you know. And I know how hard that is. But for anybody out there listening, and I know that's why you wanted to do this, is to help them mm-hmm, to yeah, get help yes. and to not be ashamed and to do that, take that step for self-care because it is so important and it will help you in the long run, right? Yes. Well, because, you know, as you said, the rest of your relationships in your life were sort of tainted and Mm -hmm. bothered by this thing that you had to deal with before you could move on properly. And that's why a lot of people put themselves by the wayside and you can't because you can't be, it's like, um, on the airplane when they tell you make sure you put your mask on before you if something happens put your oxygen mask on before you put it on your child or your spouse or whoever's with you the reason is because if you are not your best self you can't can't help help anyone you can't be Mm -hmm. with anyone you can't give anyone wholeheartedly anything and um that's important and that's amazing Mm -hmm. um you finally did that for yourself and that's a huge accomplishment my friend (laughs) it is thank you it is I think she's um, actually inspired me to, um, I told her today, ask her counselor if there's anybody down here in San Augustine she recommends, because I feel like we all have things we can face and get better on. Mm-hmm. And also, I've told this to some of my male friends who are like, I secret- secretly wish I could go talk to somebody. I'm like, do. First of all, who do you have to tell? No one has to know. Yeah. First, Second of all, why be embarrassed about it? Even if you do, you might be like, damn, that was the greatest meeting I've ever had. I want to tell everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but even more so, sometimes it's just nice to tell someone who isn't in the situation and talk about it and with a, a new light that's yeah. shed on it. And um, that can make all the difference. I mean, you know, if you had a bad day at work, sometimes just coming home and like venting about it helps. Helps. And mm-hmm. so why not go talk to somebody? There's always something that we can get help with. Well, the best yeah. part, you know, my counselor would be like, well, maybe think of it this way instead of, you know, being so harsh on whoever it was. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I, I, can't, I felt kind of almost stupid, but I'm like, you know what? Sometimes, Sometimes when you're in it, you can't yeah. see what's right in front of you. And you, you, you really have to, I personally have to sometimes step back from whatever the situation is and tell whoever it is, whether it's mom, you know, Dawson, anybody, I'm like, Hey, give me a minute, whatever you want to say, hold it. I'll promise I'll listen, but just give Mm -hmm. me a minute. Let me, you know, go to the bathroom. It's nine times out of 10. I go outside or, you know, I walk around, do something. So. Oh my God, you are my daughter. (laughs) 
I'm the same way. I don't, um, people will want to come talk to me and I'm like, I just, I need a minute. Right. You know, you just sometimes, yeah. and that's good too. That is so good of you to realize that. Um, like just before I, you know, you don't want to say anything to hurt them, but just give me a minute. Let me, let me process this. Right. Let me, let me, and then you come back and you have a fresh mind about it and you, you know, and you're, uh, yeah, and you don't, and because re, sometimes being reactionary is the worst thing, right? Yes, because you say things you don't mean, or you say things that isn't even what you actually think. It's uh-huh. just you didn't have time to think it, and uh, mm-hmm. well, it helps yeah. the conversation go better. Also, if yeah. you're if both of you are level headed, and you know you can talk through anything, if both yeah. of you you know have a clear mind, yeah, mm-hmm. very true. Well, I think it's so awesome that you have come on here and done this, Missouri, and um, you're a pretty amazing, kid. <laughs> Thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to say that we haven't touched on about it? Um, no, but um, I wanted to say otherwise that I really had an amazing childhood. Like, even though like I was probably mean to Brooke and Mama Donna and everything else, like I really had great times. Like it just wasn't this god awful, you know thing that I don't want to remember but um I think that it's just made me stronger today and you know I I can't change it and I wouldn't want to it's made me the person I am today and you know if if I ever got the chance to see those two people I think I would say you know look at me you didn't phase me at all you know here I am here my roar you know this is me so you didn't win right exactly you didn't take That's everything awesome. from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, That's great. I know what my what my one of my answers would be in our final question, Donna. But I think I'll let you ask Missouri what hers are. So, uh, who are your top three female heroes? Um, definitely my mom. Uh, she has been through so much, and uh, she, she's still kicking. <laughs> she's a um, badass. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is. Um, I don't really know. They don't have to be people you know. It can be, um, characters, um, fiction, nonfiction, people dead or alive. I would have to say, um, Ashley Graham is always a top, you know, a top model. You know, she always... Ashley Graham is a, um, full-figured, plus-size Um, high fashion, amazing, cool model who's like breaking the industry down. I love her a lot. Yeah. And then, um, recently I would have to say my sister. Don't start Aww. Yeah. Um, you know, she was there with me, whether, you know, I asked for, her, you know, I asked for her help or not. She was always there with me and, you know, she really is something special to me and I don't tell her that enough and I wish I could hang out with her more because she's awesome (laughs) I'm jealous of anyone who does (laughs) so um yeah and I'm just a big sobbing mess now you guys continue (laughs) on without me (laughs) what do you think I'm doing over here (laughs) yeah I think she she's stronger than what she believes and I think she needs to believe it Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's she's pretty much a badass too. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, for sure. All of y'all are. So it's pretty amazing. Um, 
Yeah. yeah those are some good ones. I like that. Missouri. Um, so, uh, do you want to do the quick spin or not, Brooke? You want to go on down yeah, to... Yeah, uh, we, can, we can do a, ooh, a positive quick spin here. Oh All right, Missouri. Morning or night? Night. Hails to the... Uh, I have to agree with that. <laughs> Missouri, well, also, we know Missouri is not a morning person. Nope. Okay? <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, chocolate or vanilla? Ooh. Mm, chocolate. Good answer. Um, in, okay, for if you could have any superpower, would it be invisibility or flying? Um, invisibility. <laughs> I agree. I feel like it'd be more fun. Yeah. Get away with some things. You know what I'm saying? Mess with people. <laughs> okay. Jello or pudding? Pudding. <laughs> Duh. She just gave me a look like, why did you even ask me that? <laughs> um, Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel? Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Uh, that's my girl. <laughs> um, and then the best one is, uh, what's your favorite curse word? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love, this is the best question because everyone says their answer with conviction. They're like, oh, it's definitely shit. <laughs> I know it was like, it's so funny. Um, like Amanda was like, she was like a news reporter and she was real close like this. And we said it and she goes, Fuck. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then we have other ones like um, Ben, bitch. <laughs> and then you have Samantha, who you're like, what's your favorite curse word? And out of nowhere, and no hesitation whatsoever, she says, cunt wagon. Cunt wagon. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Well, I've never heard thing... that, and I was crying. <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard you say was fucktard. I, I did say that. I have stopped using the, the any form of the R word now, but... I did used to say that. And also my new one, um, my favorite word is, of course, the F word. But um, it just fits all the things all the time. Yes. But lately I've been calling different people and the dogs when I'm not meanly calling them Mm -hmm. that. But as a joke, I say I call them shit burger. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) It's like I've been watching a lot of Full House, but like I still have a potty mouth. I'm not sure. So shit burger is my go to right now. That's Um, awesome. I like to create the words, I guess. Yes. (laughs) It's, It's much more fun that way. Well, Missouri mm-hmm. and Donna, I'm so happy to have talked to you guys tonight. Yes, thank you. I feel you. like I had like a girls' night and we got some shit mm-hmm. out. Yes. We should have had some wine. We'll do that next time. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like <laughs> looking around. I'm like, where's the wine? Where's the prom? But hey, you uh, have four children that can like switch yeah. off to bring you different stuff. <laughs> bring mama a drink. <laughs> Girl, they're, they're inside probably tearing the house apart. What are you talking about? Um, but yes, thank you so much for coming on and sharing and for the, anyone out there that is feeling like you're alone and facing things, um, just look at Missouri, you know, and how strong, um, because it, deep inside, deep inside, everybody has that strength inside of you. You just got to dig, dig deep and find it and ask for help. Go talk to somebody and I promise you it will, it will do wonders, you know, and, um, and Missouri will attest to that. Yeah. Um, I do want to say one more thing. Um, I just want to let you guys know that the rape crisis hotline is for at least Jacksonville is 904-721-7273. And that's probably, they could probably get you in touch with people to talk to or immediate help or any sort of thing like that. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Direct you where you need to go. And don't be ashamed. Get no, ask for help. Yeah. 
that's the thing that people need to realize is they're not alone. There's nothing weird. And anyone mm-hmm. that makes you feel like it's weird is just ignorant and doesn't understand. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, we're always here for you listeners. Um, mm-hmm. Now you can use our email to uh, ask Missouri questions if you want. We can direct them right to her. Um, tell them that email, Miss Donna. Uh, two B's in a podcast at Outlook.com. Or you can and, DM uh, us on Instagram and Facebook at Two B's in a podcast or on Twitter at Two B's in a pod C. <laughs> or you can find us on our personal pages, whatever you want. Reach out. There's always here people here to help you and chat with you and keeping it real. That's what we do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if you want to share your stories or if you want us to share your story um, on our next podcast or whatever on how you, um, you know, didn't uh, allow anybody to keep you as a victim that you were able to rise above it and, um, and win just like Missouri, you know, and face it and, um, and be the brave uh, women that we all are, you know, you got somebody inside of you and just dig it out. Yeah. And you never know what people are going through. And sometimes you might just need to hear that people are going through some other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, on a final note, well, anyway, oh, Lord. Well, I love you both very much. I love you too. And love you. I love you guys. I love both Night. of you. Bunch of jerks. Okay. <laughs> Done crying now. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Now time for the bloopers. Became friends and they had their own pants. Oh, here he comes. I told you. <laughs> Sheldon. Sheldon, go out. Go. Sorry. You're all right. I mean, uh, Miranda's like, sorry. Tell her I said hi. <laughs> she's she's my uh, reading buddy, too. We were exchanging books uh, when she spent the night with us. <laughs> oh, my God. She loves books. So, yes. um, but yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going with, where I was going with that. Pause. What was I talking about? Oh, you guys should know, uh, since bloopers are usually at the end, I'll start it off with the fact that while we were having very serious talk a minute ago, Bella is sitting behind us and decided to just let one rip. <laughs> it was not audible, but you know what they say, silent but deadly. So Missouri and I are oh, trying to have Lord. a serious conversation, and we were both like, oh my god. I swear to God, I think it was coming through, um, because my eyes started burning, and I couldn't figure out why. Now you know. You can blame that on Miss Belly back here. Damn, Bella. Damn it, Bella.